Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. For college basketball fans, this is without a doubt the favorite time of the year, March Madness. But if we're going to be really honest about it, with that madness comes a load of BS and hypocrisy at the highest level. So like I said, listen up now because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And listen, I guess I got to include myself in part as part of the hypocrisy because I like watching the games. I mean, to me, March Madness, the NCAA tournament, it, it's the best tournament, period, any place. I mean, when you're talking about one and done, it doesn't get any better than that. It's one and done. Uh, and on top of the one and done, then you get... David's playing Goliaths and, you know, low seeds, high seeds. It's just, you know, teams that aren't supposed to have a chance, such as last year, you know, St. Peter's from Jersey City, the little school, you know, knocking off Purdue and number two seed. You know, it's fun. But in particular, this particular season, this particular NCAA tournament, it's a little much for me to swallow. And it, it, it's, I spoke about part of the situation with you last week. And I'm not here to belabor the Brandon Miller situation, the freshman from Alabama who went and was asked to get his teammate a gun got the gun, the gun went into somebody's hands. The result was a a, a 23-year-old woman was murdered. We we discussed that last week, okay? And it's a sickening story. And we also discussed how the coach of his Alabama team, first of all, the kid Brandon Miller is, as I said, he's a freshman, and he is projected as like a top five or six lottery pick in the draft. Okay, he's that good. And then I also told you about how the following game, he's he's in the lineup, scored 41 points. And then the game after that, in the introductions, what does he do? He, he In the introductions, he's patted down by a teammate as if he's being patted down by security or a cop. Okay, and when the coach was asked about it, I didn't know anything about it. I'm I'm busy. I don't know what's going on in introductions. And as far as the shooting, the coach, Nate Oates, said, hey, good kid, wrong place, wrong time. Matter of fact. Well, that coach and that player and the Alabama Crimson Tide now go into this NCAA tournament as the Number one seed overall, numero uno. And I said to you last week, they were going to be a number one seed. Now, maybe I'm nuts. 
won't even argue with that. Some people want to call me nuts. But what am I missing here? And everybody is going to wrap their arms around this tournament. Kumbaya. Don't worry. Be happy. No sweat. It's like somebody died and nobody gives a crap. Nothing. And there are no consequences. There are zero consequences. And we're going to, I'm going to sit and I'm going to be, the only thing I can tell you, I'm going to root my ass off for Alabama to lose. And that sucks too, because you know what? I'm taking it out on the kids. The rest of Miller's teammates. Yeah, as far as the coach is concerned, Nate Oates, as far as the athletic director is concerned, as far as the president of the school is concerned, they should have their asses kicked out of Alabama. But that ain't going to happen. Do you know why that's not going to happen? Because as I said, it's hypocrisy at its highest level. What price glory? And all these schools, each and every one of these schools, maybe, you know what, maybe I should correct myself. The great majority of each and every one of these schools, if that makes sense, the majority of these schools would make a deal with the devil if it meant winning. Would make a deal with the devil. And that's why I always say, what price, glory? Whatever the, what, whatever the cost. It, 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 to me, it's mind-boggling how this goes on. And, you know, part of me, while I want Alabama to lose, I also would like to see them go on because I would like to see it, the discussion be brought up time and time again. And, and and I'd like to see Alabama questioned time and time again. It's, it's a very difficult spot. And I mentioned this last week. It would be a very difficult spot for the broadcasters. Because what are they supposed to do? It's got to be brought up. I mean, you know, you heard it brought up to a point this past weekend. But, but what are you going to do? Every time Brandon Miller touches the ball... What, are you going to bring up guns every time he touches the ball? But like the coach? Wrong spot, wrong time. Are you kidding me? You're going to rejoice in victories? How could you rejoice in victory when when a woman is dead? A 23-year-old woman is dead. That to me is when I say, folks, that's what the NCAA represents the highest form of hypocrisy because so much, so many people do things wrong and get away with it. There are no consequences. Oh, yeah, they'll get a slap on the wrist or, or they'll, they'll, they'll suffer suspensions and, and infractions, and then the school gets hit with infractions, and then they go on to another school and sign a multi million dollar contract. Right? And what's that leading me to? You know what that's leading me to, my dear friends. It's leading me to one of the best college coaches 
in the business for many, many years. Rick Pitino. Not a good college coach, great college coach. Uh, National champions at Kentucky, national champions at Louisville. Great college coach. Not good, great. And now he's at Iona. And now he's jockeying for the head job while his Iona team is going to be playing UConn in the tournament. He's already got his eyes on the St. John's job. The head coaching job that was recently vacated. Does everybody forget what happened with Rick Pitino? Does everybody forget why Rick Pitino had to leave Louisville? Because there was a situation where money, alleged scheme to funnel cash to families of high school recruits. But Rick Pitino said he was unaware. He was unaware of such a scheme. I guess Rick Pitino, he also was unaware about assistant coaches a lot arranging for strippers and sex acts for prospects and student athletes in the dorm. And how an Adidas family, excuse me, an Adidas employee allegedly uh, worked out a situation where some family was going to get $100,000 in ongoing monthly payments. I'm not making this up. You can go read about it. Google will do whatever the hell you want to do about it. But the reason I'm bringing this up, because as I say, what price glory? When all this crap happened, and it came down on Patino, and he ended up going, he coached two seasons in Greece. Here he is back, because you know what? Iona needed a guy to lead them to greener pastures. They needed a top-name coach, a guy with a tremendous resume. So that brought them to Rick Patino. Rick Patino. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I don't have anything personal against Rick Patino because he has a lot of company. He has a ton of company with, with coaches who did a lot of things. They did things bad wrong. Bad wrong. But you know what? They rise. And why did they rise? Not only do they rise, they rise with a Brinks truck full of money in a contract. I mean, already everybody's talking. They're getting ready. Iona is getting ready for, um, you know, the big dance. And all the talk has been, you've read it the past, you know, week or two, and certainly once uh, St. John's had a vacancy, it's got to get Rick Patino. got to get Rick Patino. got to get Rick Patino. I would bet. I don't have any proof. I would bet because Tricky Ricky is pretty savvy. He's got media friends, and he knows how to get it out there 
I'll, I'll bet, as sure as I'm sitting here, that Rick was the one who made sure to get my name out there for that St. John's job. Now, you might say to me, well, Russ, what do you base your attitude about Rick Pitino on? And as I said, folks, if I, if I needed a, a basketball coach to have the mind of a basketball coach, Rick Pitino might very well be that guy, certainly in a college game. But wh- here was my... When I first arrived at Channel 9, and this was partly why I base my opinion on, I, I, base, I a lot of times I try to base my opinions on, you know, personal experience. I, I don't like to pull a trigger, uh, so to say, at somebody from afar. I like to know what I'm talking about. And I made my bones in this business being a guy on the field, being a guy at the gym watching practices, being a guy at the rink. And that's why I've always had a pretty good relationship. Getting information was one of the first times I was at a practice. I had I had arrived at WWOR Channel 9 uh, in October 1988. And one of my first practices, I can't remember if it was my first practice, but one of my first practices, Nick practice, when they used to practice up at Purchase, New York, uh, I w- went up there with my cameraman, and I was I had an arranged, I was waiting, I was going to speak, interview Rick Pitino. You know, uh, going to give me a few minutes with Rick Pitino, ask a few questions. While I was waiting for Rick Pitino, a lot of the B writers, a great many of them. I mean, it, it was like, you know, a scrum. I don't know, 10, 12, whatever was around, people around. And Rick was in a circle, and I was just standing off to the side listening, paying attention. I thought it would help me ask questions. And Rick Pitino uh, was t- t- told the reporter something, and he made sure... After he told it to him, he said, now make sure you don't let Al know that I told you. Al was the general manager, Al Bianchi, of the New York Knicks. As soon as I heard that, automatically I passed judgment on Rick Pitino. Because if you are the head coach... Again, folks, it's my personal opinion based on one personal experience. But when I see all the other crap that's followed with Rick Pitino, going from this school to that school and some of the crap that goes on, I think back to that time. And if you are a head coach, you don't talk to a group of, in the media, writers, like you're endearing yourself to them by telling them something, but make sure, and it wasn't a joke. It was, make sure you don't tell Al Bianchi. Make sure you don't tell Al. And I said right away, uh-uh-uh, that's not how you do business. That's not how you do business. You want to know when you do business? No wonder it didn't last. No wonder he was gone after that season. 
You don't do business that way. You just don't. So in terms of being honorable or dishonorable, you be the judge. But we're going to talk now and, you know, hey, listen, if Alabama wins, everybody's, wow, what a great story. Alabama, number one seed, taking care of business, number one seed. And, and I'll tell you right now, if Alabama should win and continue to win and maybe win the whole thing, it shows you how mentally tough my program is, how mentally tough Brandon Miller is. Nate Oates kept the team together when everything on the outside was caving in. That's the kind of crap you'll hear. No mention of the dead person. And then it's going to be Rick Pitino. If Rick Pitino, let's say he knocks off UConn here in the first round and they go on and go on. Rick Pitino. And, you know, Rick Pitino is going to be saying now when anybody asks him about, I can't talk about St. John's if they want me. Right now I got to focus on this. Yeah, he's focusing on this, but he knows what he's focusing on behind the scenes. Give me a break. Stop talking like we're stupid. But like I say, Rick Pitino, his brethren in the coaching business, there's tons of them. Tons of them who are full of crap. I mean, let's look at some of the names who are in the tournament. Auburn's Bruce Bruce Pearl is in the tournament, right? At Tennessee, he had all kinds of violations against them. He told the recruit, I think the recruit was Aaron Kraft and his dad and others to lie, to lie about a visit to his home because he wasn't supposed to be there. And when the school was dumping him, they said it wasn't so bad. That infraction wasn't so bad that the kid wasn't supposed to be there. But the cover-up was always worse. So where's Bruce Pearl now? He was out of Tennessee. Now he's back at Auburn and he's rocking and rolling. They're a nine seed. They're going to play an eight seed Iowa in the first round. All right. Who else do we have? Let's see. Who else do we have of the great names? Remember the great Eddie Sutton at Oklahoma State? Well, before Eddie Sutton was at Oklahoma State, let him rest in peace. He was at Kentucky. Why did he end up leaving Kentucky? There was an incident where some cash, $1,000 in cash, were found by employees from Emory Worldwide in an envelope. Violations. Postseason banned for two years. He goes to Oklahoma State a year later. How about Jim Harrick, UCLA, back in, uh, forget what year it was, he was paying for meals, lied and told others to lie as well. He was fired. A year later, he goes to Rhode Island, coaches two years there, goes to Georgia. Violations leading to Georgia, placed on four years probation. Okay? How about John Calipari, the Kentucky Wildcats? Huh? How about that? Cal was at UMass. There was a problem with Marcus Camby, if you might remember, about Marcus receiving almost $30,000 in gifts. Where'd it come from? I don't know. The boogeyman delivered it. When he was at Memphis, Derrick Rose, who now plays for the Knicks. There was a question about his SATs that somebody took it for him. What happened? 
UMass went with Calipari and with Memphis. They went to the Final Four. Both of those schools had those Final Four appearances vacated because of these violations, whatever the hell you want to call them. Then you have Jim Beheim, who just retired at Syracuse after 47 years. I don't know, what was it, 2014, 15? He was suspended nine games, all kinds of sanctions because of violations regarding academic uh, misconduct, extra benefits, questions about drug testing under his watch for more than a decade. And Beheim, when the deal came down, said he took full responsibility. Oh, he took full responsibility. Oh, let's give him a cookie. Good boy. Give him a gold star. All I'm saying to you is this, folks. It's happened time and time and time again in college basketball. I can, I'm not talking about other sports or other things. Now I'm talking about college basketball because I just gave you a list of names. And believe me, there's far more people on a list, but I gave you some big names, big examples. It never ends. It never, it, it never ends. But you know what? Shame on the schools. And, and shame on when they talk about the student athletes. And you've heard me several times on my podcast over the years saying, I believe athletes should be paid. Because I don't think any of these coaches give a rat's ass about the kid going to class. And, and we can do a, a million stories on that. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. But now it's bula bula. Let's rah rah sis boom ba for the great old college game. As I say, it becomes hypocrisy at its highest level. But we have two instances here that you know, in particular, the Alabama situation just sickens me. And I'm I'm not saying that the uh, the Patino situation sickens me. It's just. It's hypocrisy. It's just phony. I mean, I mean, he certainly knows how to sell himself. That's for sure. That is for damn sure. But like I said at the top, I'll say it again. It's hypocrisy at its highest level. All right. Let's stick with basketball, but switch gears. How about these Brooklyn Nets. How about these Brooklyn Nets? You know, the team has com- been completely changed over. And, and nobody knew what was going to happen. You had Kyrie Irving go. Then you had Kevin Durant go. And what was going to happen? Well, I'll tell you what. After some learning periods and going through some growing pains... This Nets team under Jacques Vaughn is playing their asses off. I'm going back in order of, of last couple of games. At, at the Celtics, they were down by 28 in the first quarter. They won that game. 115-105. Mikel Bridges, 38 points. The next game, they beat the Hornets. Bridges, 33 points. The next game at Houston, they beat the Rockets, 30 points. 
Now, the Bucs they lost to, and I'm going to get to that game in a second at 118-113. Then the next game, they beat Minnesota in Minnesota in overtime, Bridges 34 points. Against the Nuggets just yesterday in Denver, 122-120, Bridges 25 points. Jacques Vaughn has these guys playing. He's got them playing together. He's got them playing defense. You know, sometimes you never know when a star is born. Everybody knew that Mikael Bridges was a very, very good player. But did we know he was this good? I certainly didn't. And while I was wondering and scratching my head, why is Jacques Vaughn doing this and why is Jacques doing that and Certain guys aren't getting minutes now. Why is this going on? He was, and he still is, trying to find out what he's got. All right? Now, in, in that Bucks game, it. and listen, I, I wouldn't want anybody else coaching the Nets but um, Jacques Vaughn. But in that Bucks game, Everybody was, he had a bunch of guys hurt, and he then he sat Spencer Dinwiddie to give him a rest. In, in that game, uh, Mikel Bridges only played 12 minutes, he scored 10 points. The bench scored 98 points, which was great. That, that, that was a fabulous job. But like to me, you just had three wins in a row, they were playing the Bucks, and then the T-Wolves on back-to-back, and maybe he figured the Bucks were, were, you know, listen, if not the best team in the league, top two, they were right there. Maybe he figured, well, if we're going to give up a game, let's give up this game. To me, you don't give up any games. And this business about load management, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm not, again, I, I'll always disagree with this load management business. To me, you play, you play, you play. You got plenty of time to be tired on your days off in in in, in the offseason. So I'm not going to kill Jacques Vaughn on that. I, I just think this load management business is a load of crap. But, I, I you know, that's not even just in, in basketball. That's in sports today. This guy gets hurt. I got a pimple on my ass, my, my knee. Oh, I got a boo-boo. Give me a break. You know, really. But the Nets, how about these Nets? How about these Nets? And, and you know what? When all, when everybody could have folded the tent, and, and Jacques Vaughn did this earlier in the season when he had to deal with all that crap with Kyrie Irving with the eight game uh, that he was away from the team. He kept the team together after Steve Nash left. And he's kept the team together through all this. And you see the guys play. They play with smiles on their faces. They play with intensity. They play with a desire. And they play as a team. So kudos. Kudos to the new, to the, the I was going to say the New Jersey Nets. Well, certain, certain uh, habits are hard to shake. No, really, kudos to the Brooklyn Nets. Because really, He's got them playing. I mean, they just they just, they they were right in it against the Bucks with just the bench team. They beat the T Wolves in 
Minnesota. They beat the Nuggets in Denver. As I told you, what look what they did at the Boston Garden. Getting killed. I don't know, was it the first quarter or was the first half? They were, down, they were down by 28 points. 51-23 is what it was. Are you kidding me? Look what they've done. And I don't think anybody, if we're going to be honest, nobody could have expected this from the Brooklyn Nets. And you know... When Jack Vaughn got his extension, I was very happy for him, and then I was doubly happy because then they really started to flounder. And I thought, oh boy, he's got his extension at the right time. But you know what? He's he he has stuck with his game plan, and these guys, as I said, are playing their asses off. And listen. Uh, Remember when I said I'd much rather lose without Kyrie than win with him? I stick to my guns on that. And as far as Kevin Durant goes, listen, great, great player and all-time great. But I'm I'm sick and tired of these drama queens or kings, whatever the hell you want to call them. I'm sick of it. You got a bunch of guys here. New guy, they're, they're all, each and every, I can go up and down a list. Up and down a list. Good group. And a fun team to watch. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check me out on my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as I always say, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I have nobody here to be talking to. And once again, um, please let everybody know because this is not the only place you can hear me on Get a Load of This. You can see me on Get a Load of This on my video podcast every week on the Yes app. Great to be part of the Yes family. Exciting times coming up real soon with the baseball season approaching. So as I said, please get all your friends to download the Yes app as well so they too can see me on Get a Load of This. Until next time, though, this is Ira Salzberg saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week, and stay safe, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.